Hey guys, I'm Carly Zakin. And I'm Danielle Weisberg, and we're the co-founders and co-CEOs of The Skim. On our podcast, Skimmed from the Couch, we talk to the women we look up to about the realities of getting to the top. And their advice is what's helped us grow the skim from a company of two to something much bigger. But we started here on a couch. Yes, we are sitting on a couch. And now we want to talk to you about the things that have helped us build our brand and answer any questions you guys might have about how to build your own careers. So every Thursday, we'll be discussing a topic that our guests brought up on Skim from the Couch that week. Expect to hear everything from how to nail an interview to how to manage a team. At The Skim, this week is all about money. Every day in the Daily Skin, we've been breaking down the ins and outs of investing. And on Skimmed from the Couch, we talked to one of our own investors, CEO and managing partner of ELY Capital, Hope Tates. Hope had some wise words about the importance of women having financial independence, which we can definitely get behind. I am a very big believer that women need to control their own purse strings um, and their own pathways. So if we get more women into the C-suite, into the boardroom and controlling their purses, then they will control their own destiny. Something else that's been on our mind this week, it's intern season. We've had a few of them here at The Skim. So this week, we thought we'd take some questions from them directly. Uh, And we are sticking to the theme of money. And our interns are in the room. So let's get started. Hey, Skim Turns. Hi, I'm Cammie. I go to Emory University, and I'm interning on the social team here at The Skim. So before I started interning, you guys announced some big news about raising $12 million in Series C funding. Can you skim for us the difference between different rounds of funding, A, B, C? Does it go all the way to Z? It's a good question. And I feel like it's one that um, a lot of people don't ask because it's kind of like the investing basic terminology. And it's one of the most commonly asked questions that we get when people realize that we didn't know the answer to that years ago. So um, good job in asking. So it usually starts out um, when you decide to take in money from venture capitalists or investors specifically Um, because it's a little bit different if you take on different types of capital. Um, But we'll just talk about what we've seen is that usually start with an angel round. So an angel round, or if you have very nice friends and family, they call it that. Um, But it's people that are writing smaller checks that typically you kind of know or are in your peripheral network. Um, And it's just enough of money to show proof of concept, to get off the ground, to kind of see if something's there. Um, And normally in these early rounds, they're really looking at you as the founder and um, your idea, and it's a big leap of faith. Um, A seed round is a little bit more formalized version of that. So you're raising enough money to usually hire a few people to get the basic idea off the ground um, and to see if you can hit some big metrics and from there go on to raise a Series A, which is really like, You've got um, a viable product, you've shown traction, and you want to raise enough money to really take it to the next level. Um, B's and C's, it depends what type of company you are. Um, sometimes it's it's raising money to invest in a new line of business. Um, sometimes it's because you realize the company needs to go in a different direction and you need capital to get it there. Um, and sometimes it's because you might want to go public and you need some additional funds to get to that point. Um, I think for us, the amount of money that we have raised um, has been very much um, thinking about 
the type of company we are and the type of company that we want to be. Um, I think that a lot of times when you see people raise $100 million, like they are going for the IPO or or bust. Um, so I think it's really interesting to see who the types of investors are, what the funding cycles have been like. Because now that you watch it, you'll kind of realize the story that the company is telling in a lot of different ways. And I don't know if it goes to Z. I actually think it would be a pretty bad thing if you had to raise founder, a line. Yeah. As a founder, the idea of going to Z makes me want to cry a lot. So yeah. Uh. Um, and as a founder, the other part of this is that every time you raise money, you give up equity. Um, the return is that you get the opportunity to make the company bigger and make everyone's equity worth something, but it's incredibly time-consuming. So going to a Z is probably not a good sign. Hi, my name is Cynthia. I go to University of Wisconsin-Madison, and I'm interning with the marketing team this summer. So something that I always hear startup founders and CEOs talking about is diversifying revenue. What does that mean, and why is it important? So I love this question, Cynthia, because it's something that we talk a lot about um, privately in our boardroom uh, with other founders. I think there are, there are a, do- a lot of different schools of thought to this. So I'm going to just share our personal opinion on it, which is Danielle and I wholeheartedly believe in diversified revenue. Now, before I tell you why, I will tell you when we first started, I remember I had drinks with a founder of a very successful company that is valued, I believe, over a billion dollars. And he told me that if you have if you need to have diversified revenue, you don't have a business. You need to have one revenue stream that works. That is one belief. Our belief is that industries have changed and that we never want to be dependent on anyone but ourselves. So if you look at, for example, the advertising industry right now, there's been a ton of conversations, publicity, a lot of companies talking about pivoting, um, that being a media company or being a company dependent on advertising in this day and age is harder than ever. We have been very fortunate um, since day one. We never wanted advertising to be our only revenue stream. Um, so we've never, knock on wood, had to, that's the wood you hear, uh, had, have had to pivot revenue streams. Um, so for us, it's a little bit of an insurance policy and in making sure that you can um, you can grow different lines of business. And obviously, we don't want to spread ourselves too thin. Um, you know, the, the two revenue streams that we've really, really invested in our, our, our sponsor, sponsorship one and how we work with advertisers and our premium subscription business, um, as well as we have a commerce business and a content licensing business. So um, I think, you know, we believe wholeheartedly and talked about on this podcast before in focus, but we also believe that um, having diverse sources of revenue is, is really important for a company today. Hi, I'm Hannah. I go to NYU and I'm interning for the cash money team here at The Skim. My question is, how do you make the decision between a job that pays the bills and what you're passionate about? I know that in order to start The Skim, you made the decision to go into credit card debt. What was that decision like? How scared were you? Hannah, great question. And I want to start off with the first sentence that you said, the way that you phrased it. How do you decide between a job that pays the bills and what you're passionate about? Carly and I were really passionate about news. Uh, So we had the passion part, um, but we didn't have the paying the bills part. So (laughs) I think it's, you know, I want to be clear about our journey, which was we had a lot of passion and we didn't have jobs that were going to pay the bills in a way that um, we would be able to retire one day in in a way that would make us— Or have health insurance. Yeah, or have health (laughs) insurance. So, um, you know, I think for us, we were 25 years old, not making a lot of money. 
um, but being really passionate about something. But I think the biggest red flag is that we didn't see a pathway um, or we saw that there wasn't a clear pathway and we were in industries that hadn't realized that yet um, to being able to take that passion and turn it into something that we would also financially um, see the returns of. Um, so I think that more than anything is what pushed us to go into credit card debt because it was like we're not going to make enough money doing this um, to live the way that we want to live with health insurance and retirement and feeling like we have a safety nest. Um, like these were not big things. They were things that I think people should be thinking about at, at different aspects in, in their career. Um, and so for us, taking the leap, even though it meant taking on credit card debt, um, I think was in some ways akin to the same situation we were in um, or wasn't as same level of risk as when people quit their jobs, where they've been, where they are making a lot of money and they are breadwinners in their family. Um, it's just a different situation. So whenever people ask us, we can't tell someone what's right. We can tell them, you know, how terrifying it was um, to be 25 and not have real financial responsibilities and take on credit card debt and be terrified. Um even without, you know, a family or having that position, it's it's scary. Like I look back and I I think about that um, and it still gives me the chills. I still kind of want to throw up. Um, but I also think it gave us an incredible drive and ambition because there was no turning back. Um, the reason why we can't say, you know, everyone should do that or we think that that's the best decision is because we don't know what it's like for other people and everyone has different responsibilities. And I don't know if you are balancing a family, how, how you could do that. Because there is so much stress on you in the beginning. Um, I think having a great support system is really what makes the difference. And do you have families that might think you're absolutely insane um, but are still going to uh, at least, you know, text you uh, that they believe in you and, and call you and cheer you on? Um, because I think that that is having the making the decision to quit your job to do something is always going to be a little bit crazy um, because you're going to be the one that thinks about it more than anyone else. No one else is going to get it. Um, so you have to have that support system cheering you on. Um, you have to have more drive and ambition than anyone. Um, and I think that uh, you have to realize that it's really terrifying um, and that it's not going to be, there's never going to be a moment where it gets less scary. We love hearing from you guys. So please give us a call at 646-461-6370 to leave us a voicemail. We're old school like that. And be featured on an upcoming episode. 